Welcome everyone to the Take It Home Podcast. I'm your host, John LaRocca. And on today's episode, I'm going to be covering two events. The first one is WXW's Back to the Roots that happened on January 15th. And the second event is Beyond Wrestling, Wrestling Open number five that took place this past Thursday. Both shows, I'll be covering all the matches. I'll be talking about... You know, what I liked, what I didn't like, what I thought um, what I thought it worked, what didn't. And it's going to be a lot of fun. I, I've been enjoying both of these companies' product. Uh, as you've known from listening to the Take It Home podcast, um, WXW has been one of my favorite shows to watch, you know, promotions to watch. I just, I really like the quality of wrestling that they give. And Beyond Wrestling's Wrestle, Wrestling Open is a really fun show because it's, matches with a lot of young talent who are trying to get exposure and trying to get noticed and and try to take that next step and um it's a lot of fun seeing the growth of those young athletes update on our uh take it home podcast special which was, is going to be on the fight game media plus patreon um promise thomas and i are still planning on getting together to record that show um as i mentioned last week I just have been just busy throughout my day from from work with the Zoom trainings. I'm help, you know helping new hires out and training them up, and there's no time for me to kind of sneak away and record a podcast with Promise Thomas. He lives on the East Coast. I'm on the West Coast, so you know during a weekday is like their best time to really do it because we're you know we're both busy with our you know, our young families and. You know, we're just weekends are just nuts, so we need to get together on a weekday. And just when I figured I had the time to do it, with because we're working from home because of the pandemic, you know, we had these new hires, and I got to do the training on Zoom. And like I said, there's no way to sneak away um, for an hour or so to do uh, a podcast. So I'm hoping I'm hoping this week I can find some time. The training's going good with the, our young recruits, so let's hope there's some. Because you know I just don't like Zoom training. It's just someone sitting there, and the whole time you have to be on your headphone and talk and. You know, I'm trying to get my thing done while teaching them. And it's just, you know, it's a lot of, it's just, it's, it's a little tough, a little challenging, but we'll get there. And, and they're, these young recruits are getting it pretty fast. So hopefully this won't last too much longer. And I'll get that special done with Promise Thomas because I'm looking forward to it because I love talking to Promise Thomas about wrestling. And it's going to be uh, a lot of fun. Like we're going to break down some young talent and it's going to be really good. Now, you're listening to this it's during a weekday. Take a home podcast usually comes on the weekend. I apologize for that. Um, this past weekend, it's just been a really exhausting weekend for me. Um, Friday night, I had one of those nights where I could not sleep. No matter what I did, I couldn't get comfortable. Um, my neck was a mess, and I just, I just couldn't get comfortable. I couldn't sleep. I just. There's no way I went and watched TV and maybe that would make me fall asleep. No, I was watching TV, you know, and then I was like, (laughs) I was like up to 3 a.m. And, and finally I fell asleep. And the next day I had to get up early. We had a family event to uh, attend to for my daughter's school. 
that was half the day. Um, since I work during the week, my wife works has to work. Uh, she's a hairstylist. She works on the weekend, so she was gone. So I'm on daddy duty. And when she got back home, it, it we had a big family night and just a really it was a fun day, but a very exhausting day. And I was set to record Take It On podcast on Saturday evening to go up on Sunday. And my wife, she was tired. She's like, okay, I'm gonna go to bed. And it was you know still pretty pretty early in the evening. And I'm like, okay, great. I'm gonna record Take It Home podcast and I'm gonna go to bed. But I just gotta finish what I'm watching here, like for five more minutes. And that's all I remember. Like, I woke up like at 2 a.m. on my recliner, TV on, lights on. And I was like, oh, damn, I didn't record. So, my deepest apologies. This is coming out a few days late. Um, if you, this might even come out the, the following weekend because that's just one of the discussions we had today um, when it was going to release. But I, but thank you for uh, being patient and, uh, I greatly appreciate that. You know, life happens, family first, and, um, you know, I usually try to stay on stay on track, but it was just this weekend kind of got away from me, so I apologize for that. But anyways, let's get into these shows. I want to talk some wrestling. That's what we do here on the Take It Home Podcast. We talk pro wrestling, and we talk about you know, different shows and what normal people are covering. Like, you know, there's a lot of podcasts out there that cover WWE or AEW. Um, but when I created Take the Home Take It Home podcast, I wanted a podcast that covered some of the stuff that I don't see. You know, I don't see mainstream coverage for WXW. I don't see mainstream coverage for Beyond Wrestling. Or, you know, other promotions that I, w- I was covering. Even NXT UK, it's, it's a WWE brand, but you know, even though they have really good wrestling, it's not covered. And it really frustrates me because it's, like, really good. And, you know, a lot of the, you know, wrestling journalists kind of just, I know they're busy because they're obviously focusing on WWE. They're focusing on AEW. And that's, you know, the hot topic stuff. And I'm sure it gets their mo- the most clicks. But, man, it, you know, those heavy influencers would talk about, you know, the NXT UKs, WXWs, Progress, um, you know, other promotions like MLW, you know, down the line, you know, people, I think more people would take interest. And, and, and once they, and once they see like for especially WXW, especially NXT UK, they'll be big fans. I know a lot of people, who just from our our fight game media group are starting to watch NXT UK because I've been preaching that show, the good wrestling, the top talent, and I hope through Take It Home podcast and you know I appreciate the numbers that we're getting on this show and a lot of people are listening. Um, I hope those people are are checking out WXW uh, on WWE as. On the Peacock Network, they have WXW there. But if you want the current stuff, get WXW now. That's their own streaming service. It's eleven dollars uh, uh, for uh, for US money. Not a bad investment, and you're going to get some really good wrestling. And it's not just their current stuff. They had their complete library um, going back to, it. I believe, when they started. I mean, just I just kind of started focusing on the current stuff, but I'm going to go back. And my 
the show I'm going to go back to watch is, is a 2020 event, WXW 16 Carat 2020 Tournament. They're getting ready for their WXW 2022 Tournament, uh, 16K Tournament. Now, they didn't do uh, a 2021 tournament because of pandemic. So I'm really, I'm really excited for this tournament coming up. Um, it's one of the biggest tournaments of the year. Um, I've never actually watched one. So I'm going to find out what it's all about by watching the 2020. And I can't wait to watch this year's show because I think it's going to be really, really good. Because WXW really hits it out of the park with a lot of these shows. I mean, I really enjoyed it's on the w, WWE uh or on, so I, should, I could say I call it WWE Network. And for people in Canada, it's still on the WWE Network um, and other places. But here in the States, Peacock Network, WXW, they, they put up Back to the Roots Part 1. So you see the first half of the show is on now on Peacock. But their 21st anniversary show, I thought it was a really good show. I uh, highly recommend that one. You can check that out. And I think you're really going to enjoy their product. And I'm going to talk about, like I said today, WXW, Back to the Roots, um, the full show. It's a four-hour show, which I, I think is a little too long, personally. Um, they broke it up on their uh, streaming service, which is with Vimo, by the way, too, as well. I should mention that. It's And they had part one and part two. And I'm not sure it's because of Vimo. They, they can only do two-hour blocks. I don't know why they wouldn't put the full four-hour four show as one big upload. But uh, either way, I, you know, I, I watched it on WXW now and it was another solid show the only was weird about this show is that the crowd wasn't as hot as I've seen previous shows once they've been back wrestling in front of front of fans again this one the crowd seemed I, I seemed kind of just watching and politely clapping and a couple chants here and there uh the main of the, the sorry excuse me the world uh Unified World Championship match, the WXW Champions Championship match. That match had some really good crowd heat, but the rest it was it was just kind of here and there. And I don't, it almost like was I was wondering like I don't know how it is in Germany with the pandemic. Was it like Japan where they can only clap and instead of yell? It just they just didn't seem as hot. And I don't understand why because the 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 products was still good and. Their roster is still really good. And that's the only thing I kind of was taken aback by. But maybe it was just one of those weird weird nights of wrestling where the crowd just is not as hot. Um, but, you know, future shows, I'm sure they will be hot. I'm sure WXW 16-karat gold tournament, their three-day tournament, that's going to be hot for all three shows because uh, those shows are pretty loaded with uh, talent. And, it's a like I said, it's the biggest event, I think, of their – calendar year everyone looks forward to the wxw 16 karat tournament now back to the roots like i said january 15th um they had a bonus match it was uh michael uh schickenberg from the tag team of rot and and rot and flot versus uh guyas jr it was a good opener some fun stuff uh you know Rotten Flot or uh, I really like this team. They kind of reminded me of I was trying to, the Rougeau brothers in like the late 80s when they were a heel team. Like really good workers. They could do some comedy, do some shtick. Very entertaining tag team. Um, 
Schreckenberg is like he's the bigger the bigger of the team. He's very muscular, good looking guy, good solid worker. The other one's Nikita Charisma. He he's like the smaller of the two, but he he kind of reminds me of just like he's like he's annoying like little punk of the team, right? Like he's the one with the big mouth because he has this guy, his partner, who's this you know six foot like six foot four jacked um Schegenberg who could you know knock people's teeth out so Nikita Charisma is one of those guys that will talk to trash and say okay Schegenberg jump on it right that's that's like that's why we see their team they're really entertaining and really good heels Kudos Jr. is one of those guys he's from Budapest um they have a great crew of talent from there and one of the young guys that they were featuring during the pandemic uh, in front of the, the the shows with no crowd on the, the we love wrestling shows, he's a thicker guy, round guy. Kind of reminds me of uh, he's not as wide and as large as Jerry Blackwell, but he's like a baby Jerry Blackwell, right? Like um, he's round and he can move, um, and he's really improved over the since over the, in twenty twenty one. And I'm not really a big fan of the pity city spot he does. I just, I don't know if he needs that now. Um, I know he was probably doing that early on to get some attention, and it could be a, f- a fun spot, I guess. But I think he's really coming to his own, and that's cool for mid card stuff. But I think, I think, I think he would be great in a tag team. He just needs to find that right partner to team up with, and I like that he kind of changes gear. It's a little more professional. Um, and this match, like I said, it was fun opener, uh, had some good moments, had some uh, some fun moments, some comedy, especially with, you know, Schreckenberg, like, being grossed out about the armpit stuff. And and, and ultimately, uh, Schreckenberg won. And it's funny, it's like the bonus match. But like for me, like, on this show, I, I get it. A bonus match is cool for the live audience but for a viewer for television that just makes the show longer and this show's already four hours so if i was wxw personally i would have this match only for the people in attendance the day of the show and then if you wanted to you know eventually put it on your social media or, or on on wx now but i would actually save it for a free match on on youtube right like uh, or a free match on vimo or any other, all the social media uh, sites that they can post it on. It's a nice match for free. Um, after the match, Schreckenberg and Nikita Charisma were just complaining and and uh, just making a case for why that they're not getting the attention they deserve. They were this is their first match back since so I think it was like October, September. They said, <laughs> and. They're singing out like we're left off. We're one of the best tag teams in the world. And you got this young kid, Oscar, who's wrestling on shows and giving a bunch of attention to this young rookie. And here we are, veteran tag team. And you're just, you know, we're leaving us off shows. And you got this kid, Oscar, because he trained in New Japan, trained with the Folly Dojo because he's from New Zealand. It was hilarious. Like, I just, just like... 
funny, but you also want to smack them, right? Like that's that's why they're that's why they're so good. Ron Flott is a really good tag team. I would love to see them be tag team champions in this company in the future. Um and I think they will be because they are so good in the ring and outside it. Uh, so, but yeah, that, that was a riot to me. I think what they should have done is started back to roots. You do the graphics, the promo, you talk about the main event, and all of a sudden you cut right to the live show and you're like, we apologize, fans. Rotten Flot, Schreckenberg just won our, our, uh, our dark match, you know, our bonus match that was for the live WDXW audience in attendance. And they won't leave the ring. They're making a big argument, and you know they kind of. And you finally get security usher around. Like you could kind of start off some show with some chaos, right? So, um, I, I just like I said, really a big fans of Rotten Flot, just, and you definitely check out their work. I think you're you're gonna enjoy them if you like. Like I said, a big fan of old school tag teams, like the Rougeau brothers. Um, if they wanted to, they could be serious, like an R. Anderson and Tully Blanchard. Uh, they have a little bit of a Midnight Express in them. Uh, just like the complete patches of in-ring work plus uh, the personalities. Second match, which I, think, which I feel should have been the real opening match as you watched. If you're a viewer tuning in via the, the streaming service, was Trishan Archer versus Carlos Romo. Carlos Romo, I've never seen before. Um, he's from Spain and... Uh, David Bradshaw, who does the English commentary for WXW now, and also on the the Peacock Network, he's he's the he's so great. I love this guy. What a great commentator! He should win Commentator of the Year just for how good he is. Um, he probably won't because you know he just a lot, a lot of people watch it who do vote for those awards, and but more people should be talking about Dave David Bradshaw and and what I like about him, like no matter what. He always explains some history. He kept, gets you up to date quickly. And he explained that Carlos Romo, a former regular partner of A-Kid. And just like AK, Carlos Romo showed a lot of, you know, showed a lot of technical skill. He's very smooth in the ring and and um and he had a lot of charisma too, a lot of attitude and uh and, you know, fun attitude, like really good. Just charisma. People were really connected with him as it came out, and he had a good vibe to him. Like, okay, he he commands your attention. He's just not coming out there and just jump in the ring and do a little springboard ring. Hey, and I'm here to wrestle. You know, like there's a you know he 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 feels the crowd when he comes out. He and and he gets it done in the ring. My only issue with him is just like with a kid when you first saw a kid. You know, not much there with the body. He's just very thin. Um, you know. Look at AK now. Like AK just he's a ripped. He has some muscle. Um he's wider in the back now when he was start when he started out. And Carlos Romo just has that like skinny fat look. Um not I'm not trying to be a jerk or anything. I'm just saying like he has that it just you know, he's more talented than when he's showing his look. And I think if he you know, goes that route of a kid, you know, adds Titans, adds some muscle, tighten up. I, he'll just look like more of a main event player. And that will, and that will allow him to bring that his really good wrestling ability to the main event level. He's just missing that piece. I think, um, Trish Archer. Now I talk about look, man, this guy looks like a tank right now. Super jacked. 
um, he has been doing some great work. And I've, I've talked about him many times when I talked about WXW. He's a personal favorite of mine when I watch WXW. I look forward to all his matches. And he's just been on fire. And when I first started watching him in WXW, he was this classic babyface. And I just, that's what I loved about him. Like, he's just a classic baby face that you can root for. Now he's a a great heel that you want to see get beat. He's just a complete worker. And more people, and I'm going to preach his name as much as I can, talk about him as much as I can, because I think more people need to know the name Tristan Archer. Um, This match had some good, like, early on technical wrestling from Romo. You know, Archer... Just as good as technical, technically. Of course, he's thicker and he's more. He was powering out or stuff, right? They end up going to the floor and they just start start having one of those chop battles on the floor. You know, you give me one, now you, now I'm gonna take one. You give me one, now I'm gonna give you one back. It's always such a momentum killer. I don't know why people love to do this. It's just, I guess, it's just the influence of today from Ishii matches or Minoruzuki matches. Um, it just kills the momentum of what you're building to. And I just felt out of place here. Uh, but, you know, Archer was able to use it to, you know, trick Romo, poke an eye, get some heat. You know, I, I, you know, it ended up working out. But I think he could have done that in a different way, personally. Um, the match was a bit long for the opener. Went 14 minutes and 48 seconds. I I just feel that's too long. And, and like, and he there's a lot of kickouts, a lot of false finishes. And I get you want to showcase Carlos Romo. Um, he was replacing I can't, I think Francesca Francesca Akira, I believe, was supposed to be this match. <clears throat> and he replaced him. And I, I know you want to give the fans like a really good match because. That's what they were expecting when the original match was booked between Francesco Akira and Tristan Archer. But I think you have Art Archer go over stronger in this match. 1448 is way too long. I, I mean, from watching WXW, all their shows leading up to this point, obviously, you know, Archer's a newly turned heel. They're going to, he's getting the title shot sued. And I'm like, well, who are we pushing here? Like, we're pushing Archer. Romo's just filling in. And he got he got to show he showcased he showcased some stuff here. He 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 got over. But he didn't need to do the whole false finishes and everything. Cause you got you gotta save that for the main event, or at least for the, the big championship match, right? Like if you do false finishes, like multiple false finishes in every match, like it doesn't, doesn't mean much and when the world title match happens, right? So this match didn't need all that. I think the finish should have quickly happened after uh, uh, Romo missed this really beautiful moonsault. He should have crashed and burned, bam. And then um, Archer could have done that uh, uh, spinning clothesline and then the uh, the go-to-sleep finisher that he does as well after that. like Actually, the, if he just would have done with the big you know, spinning clothesline, that would have been an awesome finish. Um when he, <laughs> when Archer did hit that spinning clothesline, Romo took a very nasty bump on top of his head. Like he, like he, he over, he did it. He went to the spin way too quickly or too early. Sorry, too early on the, 
on the clothesline and ends up going right on top of his head. Look, it looked really bad, and, and I'm, I'm glad he was okay afterwards. After the match, after Archer won, he cut this great promo. You know, like because he hurt his knee in the match with uh, Marius Aulani in the submission match uh, a few months back. And people have been asking about his knee and his injury. So he, and he's always asking about his attitude change. And so he, he wins here. And he's like, where's the interview now? I'm winning. I win a match. And there's no one out here to interview me. Just like really like, oh, just complaining. And just make, makes you just want to hate this guy. So he was really good. He was explaining like WXW 16 karat gold's coming up. But his, his eyes are on the WXW Unified Championship. So. Um, I'm talking about all that when I cover WXW 16 karat gold. Um, I might even cover, like I said, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch the 2020 show, 16 karat gold. I think I might even review it for Taking Home Podcast, and I think I'll even preview 16 karat gold 2022. So I'll get into some of the booking of that show and the participants in in, the, in this this tournament coming up. But yeah, so Archer wants the title. That's the gist of the uh, his promo. And like I say, he's really good at the heel persona thing. Um, he's just, like I say, a complete worker. Next match was Yarn Simmons versus Oscar. Oscar was the guy that Rot and Flot were complaining about. This, this young kid um, is tall. I was a 6'6", Oscar. And he just comes out. He has this like rebel yell. And he's full of fire. Yaron Simmons, a longtime veteran of WXW, former champion. Um, this was a five minutes, 25 second match. What it needed to be. Two big giant men just hitting each other, running into each other, clotheslines, uh, uh, just slams, and just, just quick high impact stuff. And and then finally, you know, Yaron Simmons wins the match. After the match, Rotten Flot are on the balcony, second, the second or third deck of this of this building, this beautiful building they're in, and they're and there's the key to charisma just of Rotten Flot just knocking Oscar, talking crap, being so annoying, and then Oscar's yelling at them, and then finally he just gives chase, or runs up these steps. They change, they, they they he just chases them all around the building and. And Nikita Charisma, as he's running, he has the microphone still. So he's like, oh, my God, he's he's catching up. I can't believe he's this fast. You know, <laughs> stuff like that. It was like, like, it was like good comedy to where it should, where comedy fit in, right? Like, I'm, a lot of people who, who listen to me say, oh, LaRocca is so grumpy. He doesn't like anything fun and wrestling. He has to be serious all the time. No, that's not the case at all. I, I do like levity in wrestling, but it has to be a, a place for it. And this was a great place for it. Match number four, Shotgun Champion Absolute Andy versus versus uh, Cat, Dennis Cash Dulnig. Um, the Shotgun Championship is the the challengers always selected within the lottery. We don't see that lottery. We don't see anyone pick out anything out of the hat. Champion comes to the comes to the ring. He waits for his opponent to come out. Who was selected? Right. They do this really cool graphic that does almost like a countdown. Before the selection is going to be made. And out came Dennis Cash Dulnig. Um, most of this match. And I didn't write the time down. Which I forgot. Pretty good length. And mostly is absolute Andy just dominating. 
uh, Dennis Cash dual nig. I thought a little bit too much here. And eventually, you know, dual nig, who's this really good worker, big, big personality, a real funny guy, um, just full of charisma. And my, it felt like the story was absolute Andy, who's this longtime veteran, a legend within WXW, um, was just beating down Dulnig, who's just like he, in his eyes, a jokester kind of character. And finally, he was making Dulnig get serious, and that's when Dulnig made a comeback and got a bunch of near falls and nearly won the championship. The problem with the story is, I literally just watch Dennis Cash Dulnig in a great match on WXW's We Love Wrestling. God, I want to say it's 22 or 20, 23. In the main event is the WXW Unified Champion, Axel the Axman Tischer, the former Alexander Wolf in NXT. And they had one of the a really good main event. Dulnig, who I feel is a main event talent, is a top talent, in my opinion, um, did not look out of place in this match with Tisher. They had, like, he felt like a, a as the match kept going, you really believe he was a threat to win this match. Um, they had it all. It had a little fun with Tisher having fun with the, the wacky character of, uh, Cash Dulnig to being serious, to being back and forth, great action, to Dulnig uh, getting some great false finishes on the champion. The crowd there at that at that in that city, it was a gaffed, I believe it was, or I forget whatever what whatever the city was. They were a great crowd. We we're just rocking and rolling during this match because they were doing a putting you on a really great roller coaster ride so like when i'm watching this match the story they're trying to tell here as what i interpret is as is that dual nig's not the absolute andy's level now yes dual nig is not the legendary character of absolute andy but we just saw on on we love wrestling that this guy can hang with the their very best in wxw particularly the wxw unified champion so I thought it could have been a little more even. Um, actually, I thought it would have been better if Dulnig was a little more dominant. and Because absolutely, Andy, he's older now, heavier. Um, literally looks like just that grizzled old veteran that's tough as nails. But he's older. And you got this young kid, Dennis Cass Dulnig, who's, you know, all over this guy and you know it's going to take the championship if if the old veteran doesn't just grab deep within and make a big comeback i think that would have been a better story but um it wasn't it wasn't a bad match i'm saying i was bored or anything i just thought it was just kind of hard to take that dolnik was in this position when i just saw him being really competitive with the world champion so um i hope i know there's two spots left in WXW 16 karat gold tournament. I think they're doing a, um, a round robin tournament. They're doing two four four man blocks. And one of those blocks go to fill the final two spots of the tournament. 
And I hope Dennis Kastulnik is one of those gets one of those spots because I think he's deserved it. I think he's had a hell of a year in 2021. Um, I think he should he should have really a breakout year in 2022. And I would like to see him featured definitely higher on their card more often. Um, the main event of night or part one was there must be a winner match between Bobby Guns and Michael Knight. Must be a winner means no time limit, no disqualification, no count out. And they went to time limit draws. Actually, they both hold a win over each other in previous matches. Then there was a time limit draw. Then there was a a, a count out. Um, so this is a match to just finally settle it. They had a really good hot start. Um, you could tell the tempo was, you know, going to be a lot different because it had to be. This is like the final match between these two. So it had to be more intense, had to be more physical. But right off the bat, Micah Knight comes with the tope, hits head-to-head with Bobby Guns, and they get, like, you know, fortunate juice. Like, <laughs> Bobby Guns has this nasty gash over his left eye. He even starts bleeding into his eye. Um, Michael Knight had a little cut, had a little bit of blood, but... Guns was really, really bleeding good. Um, they brawled, they brawled early around the ring, and up the rampway, on the stage. Michael Knight even did dive from the stage to the rampway. Um, you know, because they're getting over. There's no rules, no time limit, no count out, etc. Um, this match is very hard hitting, very physical. Um, it was a, it was a war of attrition that Bobby Guns ends up winning. So, definitely a highlight to check out. Um, Bobby Guns is one of my favorites, also to watch in WXW. Just he's a classic, just a classic wrestler. Just he's just as that tough guy. Every man, every day, hardworking, blue collar, tough guy. That's what he gives off to me when I when I watch him. Same thing with Michael Knight. Another you know, he's a more of a slicker. Um, in-ring worker. You know, he uses finesse and technique to win his matches. He's a longtime veteran, and so he uses his experience to to outsmart his opponent. Um, he's a lot of fun to watch. He's a great classic baby face, and he's in a WXW 16 karat gold, and he definitely deserved that spot because he had a hell of a 21 and one. And I'm glad they gave that to him, and I hope he gets to go. Um, pretty far in that tournament because I think he's one of those people there, you know, you know, they're really building him this new core of their core of wrestlers. And I think he's going to play a big part. You know, he's been wrestling a very long time, like still has a lot of time left in wrestling. And he definitely could be, a, I think he's already was a shotgun champion for a, a while, but you know, I could see him as, you know, winning the, what a great story that would be, winning the unified title sometime, you know, maybe next year or something like that. This guy who's always on the uh, working in the indies around WXW and um, was there before a long time ago, but hasn't wrestled for, I think they said seven years. And now he's back and he's, you know, been working his way and, and earning the respect and finally showing the world what he, you know, Germany what he can do. And I don't know. I just, I just think that'd be a great story. And this match went 18 minutes. Like I said, it was just like a really good, intense battle. And the blood, 
though not planned, just just added that intensity to it. Um, the next match, this will be on part two if you're watching on WXW now. This is the opener of the second half of the show. Was Fast Time Mudo versus Peter Tahani. Tahani, another great young wrestler from Budapest. Fast Time Mudo, uh, martial arts guy, great baby face. Um, people just, WXW really love this guy. And he's really, I always liked him, but like, He's really stepping up his game his last few months. And this match, they, just, they opened us a very long spot, about three minutes in. But it should have been cut off a lot. <laughs> it was so long, they, but it went too long. And like, it was actually pretty, the first part of the spot that they, they did was like really well timed. It didn't look overly choreographed until they got to the sun, shoulder block and the sunset flip spot. Like, then it started getting a little, okay, now it's looking like uh, a dance class here, right? So they went a little too long with that opening spot. Tani really needs to work on his punches from the bottom. Like, he just, like, flipping them up there. Like, dude, rear back and put some body language in it and just, you know, give something a little bit on them. And they're just, you know... You're not that you're not dead, dude. Like, you know, fight back. And, and um so he needs to work on that. Um again, another chop exchange in the middle of the match, killed momentum of the match. Just there's no reason to reset this match here. It just it just chop, you know, strong style. You give me one, I'm gonna give you one. I'm just like, dude, dude, stop everyone, stop, everyone, stop it. It's not just WXW, it's it's everywhere. I see this. And it's a, it's a momentum killer, guys. It just brings everything to a halt. Just keep going. You know, after uh, taking multiple kicks, the honey sells like he's been knocked out. Just it's a great sell. The ref goes and checks on him. But the honey was, you know, he was still in the fight. So the referee didn't, you know, call a knockout. So Mudo goes to finish him, right? His big roundhouse back kick, whatever he does. And as he goes to kick, he he throws a kick, but Tahani just kind of stumbles back and avoids the kick. And it's supposed you're supposed to believe that he just was out of it, so he luckily avoided it. You know, if he wasn't out of it and was fell back, he would have got he got finished, right? And so, so Tahani all of a sudden goes zero to hero and starts making a comeback. Right? Wait a second, like. When you just kind of locked loopy, so that would have been great if they would have played it to something differently. Like maybe, maybe the referee went back to check up on Tahani and like okay, playing backup Mudo. He's he might have to call this, and then Tahani's kind of like, come on, you know, like I'm I'm good, I'm good. You know, they could have just had a, a little more realistic um moment there instead of like all of a sudden here comes Tiana he's, he's back up shooting up throwing kicks throwing drop kicks whatever he was doing um uh, Tani hits his big hits like a, a a dive out and they start brawling the f- floor and around a building and this they start when they start brawling on the floor this is not their strength it looked really bad um you could tell that they're just getting to position Instead of having a, because no one knows how to really does a brawl anymore, 
it's all like throw a couple shitty punches and grab each other till we get to some you know ridiculous spot we're gonna do. And this is what happened here. Um, you could just see him just moving off to get in a position to do something. And what it was is what it was Tahani ended up doing uh there was like a second level, there's a floor seats, a little bit on a second level, and that's where um Tahani does like the spoon salt. Um Mudo ends up getting the win, but I was really excited about this match when I saw the match. Um who's you know, who's in it? I because I like Mudo, I like Tahani. I just thought they just they just missed. They missed on this one. I think they you run it back. I think the match will be better. And I, I know they had a match uh, at True Colors was, was better than this. This was a little bit. They got a little too crazy with it. They could have just kept it simple. Um, the next match was the WXW Tag Team Champ Championship. The champions, the Arrows of Hungry versus Senza Volto and Egg LeBlanc. Um, this was a good match, but. Nearly 20 minutes, and it, it did feel a little bit too long. Um, Arizona Hungry looked good. Since Volta, he, he's a he's a fun talent. He's a masked wrestler. You can see he's very influenced by uh, uh, Rey Mysterio. Has a similar look. Um, he's a good flyer, but he can also work too. Um, as for the match, Arizona Hungry, they won this match. There was a hungry challenge. Fast Time Mudo and Stephanie Mays at uh, WXW 16 Gary Gold defend their tiles against them. <sighs> you know, the match from uh, the anniversary show was okay. I thought they kind of told the story a little backwards. Um, you know, that match, Stephanie Mays. The story was she got injured. She injured her knee, and that's what cost them the match. So they wanted Arizona Hungry bring Great Bay Face. They want to give him a rematch, but I kind of was hoping for a different team to get a rematch here for the sixty carry. But Mudo and Mays are a very popular tag team. Do I hope they don't beat Arizona Hungry? I kind of want to see Arizona Hungry hold these belts for a while because they've been really tremendous. I. Uh, they have a great chemistry. I love that. I love Dover's the big powerful guy, and you got Icarus is a technical, you know, technical assassin. I guess of the team. Like Dover puts a bruising on them, and then Icarus will just torture them and beat them, and you know, submit them. And they just have a really good team. There's a really good team with a great look, and um, one of my favorites as well to watch in WXW. Um, next was the WXW uh, championship match, unified championship match, Axel Tischer versus Lefaniel. Um, Before the match, as Lefaniel's coming out, doing his Prince of the Stars promo, telling how much he loves the people, and he's going to win the title, all that good stuff. Trish and Archer comes out and attacks uh, Lefaniel before the match. And <laughs> what's interesting is like, so, the ring announcer is in the ring because for the WXW Championship match, you know they did the they announced the, the the champion and challengers in the ring, not as they come to the ring, right? And also in the ring is the director of sports, Francis Caspian. He's the authority figure, the matchmaker, I guess. And as Trish and Archer is attacking 
Levaniel, the ring announcer, gets out, which completely makes sense because he's the ring announcer. He's not going to get physical with any wrestlers, right? That's not his job. His job is to get security, ring the bell. But Francis Caspian, he's the authority figure. Like, why'd he get out and just sit there and watch as Trishan Archer puts a beating on Levaniel? Like, that didn't make sense. Finally, out came some referees to pull Archer off. Jern Simmons came out to finally run off Tristan Archer. So, a little, the execution of that was, was not not well done in my opinion. I it just it was just glaring that okay, why director of sports, you're not doing anything right? Where are you to get on the mic to call referees to help or officials or other wrestlers to to break to do uh to, you know, get Archer off of Levaniel. Axel Tisch come out, and he's he's dis- he's disgusted by what he saw, and he's trying to make the case to Francis Caspian that, yeah, look, look at Levaniel can't go. Look at, he can't. I don't want to go in there and beat him up. Um, I don't want to go and injure this guy. He's already beat up. He's already messed up. Um, but you know, Levaniel's the, the fighting bay face wants to go through with it. Doesn't want to give out this one's got his opportunity. This is his big debt chance. He needs to win the championship. So he he wants to go through with it. And they do. Sword of matches, Tisher's just not happy because you know, this kid's kid's injured and he doesn't want to injure him any further. But Levaniel keeps fighting and fighting, and finally, you know, Tisher hits the his Liger bomb, his finisher. One, two, ugh, big false finish it. Big fall finish. Tisher is shocked, but not like oh, that over the top shocked. We're like, oh my god! Like he's shocked, but it was. It's not a. It was a very believable way that he showed being shocked that Levanta kicked out of his move. And at that point, he said, "Screw it! I'm putting this guy down." So he starts hammering on the back of uh, Levanta's neck, which has been injured injured by Archer earlier. And finally, the ref just stops it. Like, it's, you know. So, I thought that was a you know, pretty cool finish at the end. So, a lot of fans were, I think, a little disappointed at that early part. Because, you know, they don't, they're really hyped for Levaniel getting this championship match. But I like the story that he told. And it, and it leads into the main event of, uh, or the championship match of WXW 16 Karat Gold. Um, as they're setting up the main event, which is a cage match, there's a some vignette, you know, a, a video package for the main event, the participants of the main event, and there's also a great interview with Axel Tischer talking about what he did, and the interviewer is really giving some some kind of heat to Tischer for what he did to Levanio. He's hurt, and he's like, well, "What do you want me to do? You know, like he shouldn't be out there right now wrestling not this in his condition, but." I had to do it. Tisher's been on fire. This is coming back to WXW. Just, you're like, man, how WWE just give up on this guy? Like, he's just doing some great work. And I'm glad he's here at WXW, back, back in WXW, because um, check out his matches with Mario Salani. Check out his matches with Dennis Cash Dulnig. Um, he's, uh, he's really, he's really going out there and, showing WB, hey, this is what you missed out on. I can go. I can be a top guy. He definitely can. He's 
he's tremendous. The cage match, the two on three handicap, a three on two handicap match, um, submit or surrender rules. It was uh, the team of Maggot, the son of no one. I love that. I love that name. Maggot, I don't like the name of, but the the son of no one name is pretty cool. Heisenberg, the big the big giant, and Baby Allison, who's her manager. Uh, also, she's a wrestler as well. Versus Coach Dreiska and Anil Merrick. Um, the heels had this awesome entrance. Just the music and the just the, the way they kind of came out the ring and bounced into their music. It, it, it felt like a big act. It really did. Really big, big act coming out. Um, the cage match was very cluttered. You know, it's a small, you know, WXW has a 16 by 16 ring. So now you, you look at this, you got, you know, the referee, he's a, he's no small referee, you know, he's a large referee. Um, you have Heisenberg, who's a giant, you have coach Dreiska, who's, you know, he's a big guy and you have Maggot and then American, you have baby Allison there. So it was very, very, very cluttered. Um, I don't see what the submit or surrender rules. I really just think you do war games rules. You do, you know, intervals. And um, I just think that helps just keep some space within that ring. It's not just cluttered and just people are just laying about as get a couple spots here. Um, they were did a great job, though, of like making you feel like this is a fight. This is like two teams that hate each other. And I did. I did appreciate that. Um, But I just, you know. I think it would have been better if it was you stagger the the entrances into the cage and you could have baby Allison going last and or yeah, I think it I think that I think it would have worked better. Um the story of the match was and it's another thing I didn't like too, is like it's a cage match, so you gotta bring plunder in there as well. Like there's chairs, there's a chain. Um eventually there's a barbed wire reef that baby Allison puts on Alan uh Alan Merrick's head. And it's it's not it's not just WXW here. It's everywhere in wrestling. It's like you have a cage match, and the cage is not enough anymore. Like you have to have all these gimmicks in it, and it just to me the cage match, the cage should be dangerous. You should be cut when you get thrown into the cage, all this stuff. Now you get cut because you're getting hit with something and some blunt objects, and I don't know. I just missed when the cage was dangerous, and maybe we're beyond that at this point because the cage don't mean anything. But like it can mean something again if we if we all work together. And but you know it's just. It's like I said, it's not just them, it's everywhere. It's just a, my frustration when it comes to cage matches in today's modern wrestling. But it's not just now. It's been like that at least the last five or eight years. Um, finally, when they handcuff Merrick to the top rope and focused on uh, Triska, that's when the match had a better flow because, you know, Merrick's away from the ring and Merrick's away from the you know, middle of the ring and he's tied up. So you can do a couple things. Um, and the story was that they're going to beat and break Triska's left arm, which I believe he injured in 2017. He was out for a long time. They're going to re-break it again. If, you know, the and so young and all he just ends up submitting because he doesn't want to see Triska get hurt and injured any further and be out of wrestling. And what do you know? Maggot, you know, ends up going through with it and injuring Dreiska's arm 
Um, but he seems to be fine because he's going to be in the WXW 16 character tournament coming up. So, it, but he was uh, he was injured. Um, okay, match. I was I was expecting a little more from from this. Um, the, I'm not knocking these guys' effort because the effort was there. Um, I just thought you were just kind of handcuffed with the small ring and all the bodies in there. It just made it hard for them to really really put a flowing uh, a match together with some flow to it. And you know. I, I I think they 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 did their best. Um, I saw that they have a did a student show or a WXW Academy show, and I I saw a report that Triska and Hell America had issues, which I don't like. I don't want to see this team broken up. So I hope that's not the direction um, because uh, I I really like this t- tag team of Coach Triska and Hell America. You know, it's a good, solid team, Bayface team, really well-working team. And I say, keep them together. If they go separate ways, they go separate ways, but they should be, still be friends. I hate, like, every team needs to break up. And I just hope that doesn't happen here. So check out Back to the Roots WXW on the full show on WXW now. Currently, I believe they have... Back to the Roots Part 1 on the Peacock Network. Um, I'm sure Part 2 will be up there in a few weeks, if not sooner. And I definitely recommend you checking it out. I'd love to hear you guys' thoughts on that. Um, and uh, if you checked out any other shows I talked about when it comes to WXW, I want to hear your feedback. Have you checked it out? What do you think about it? Um, did you watch Walter versus Car Noir? Did you watch the 21st Anniversary show? I want to hear. I want to hear uh, what, what what you guys think about wxw because I, i'm really i'm really enjoying their product next up is beyond wrestling's wrestling open number five this is a weekly show every thursday night um it's where young wrestlers sign up to be on this show's first come first serve once they get a list of wrestlers who are want to you know who decide to be on the show they, they just they make a card out undercard has a 10 minute match so it's a two hour show that flows pretty quickly there was like what is it 13 matches on this show but some were really really short and they, like i said they didn't drag at all um this is their fifth episode of wrestling open and i do like the concept of because i like seeing young wrestlers and just who has it to be the next step to be future future stars and future main event talent especially on you know right now in the indies like there definitely is now the time for a lot of guys that kind of break through and a new crop of talent is just around the corner but like eventually what's the ultimate point for the fan who's watching this, right? What's the goal? Other than just being noticed by Beyond Wrestling's, you know, to get on their main show or to get exposure for other promoters to book them on their shows. Like, that's that's great for the wrestlers and very important for the wrestlers. But as a viewer, what makes me want to continue to tune in to see what's next? So I was trying to think, like, what could you do to kind of make it to where, you know, people want to see some progression of a, you know, they have, like, the one feud that they feature and the rest are just kind of just, 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 
you know, cold matches really. But maybe there's like a you could do one one show, you could do like a tournament to crown like a wrestling open champion. They have to have a belt, they can have a trophy or a medal. And or maybe like if the goal is to for these future these young wrestlers, maybe you could do like first five matches are matches with two young wrestlers. And then the second the second half is five wrestlers versus five veterans. And since the young wrestlers are going to the veterans, the veterans are probably going to win those matches like 99.9% of the time. But you, they have good matches with the veteran. They show that they can hang. Um, they learn from working with the veterans, and which will only make them better in the ring. And then if you see a guy that's breaking out, you, have, you pull the trigger where he does beat one of those veterans, right? And... It's, and wow, then now he graduates to the Beyond show at at least, right? Like he starts, and now maybe he becomes on the Beyond shows for a few. Then he comes back, and now he's one of the guys the young guys have to get through to get the next level. Um, just something that something to kind of keep you interested in like can these guys do what's the next what's the next you want to see their next step who's going to break out like i see them wrestling and i see some improvement but for for a viewer for the for the audience watching like it would be so great to see these guys graduate to the next level and you know you can make dangle that carrot as one of the you know there's a you know, after each show that happens on that happens on, say, Thursday, right? That's when the shows come out, Thursday. And on the following Thursday, they can make an announcement that these two wrestlers earned a right to face each other in the main event tonight or in a future match tonight. And the winner of this match between these two wrestlers gets to wrestle on the Beyond show. And, like, you pick, or if you do it this way, you have a certain gatekeeper for the Beyond show. Like each Beyond show, they face the the vet the veteran faces faces the winner of this match, right? These two young guys who earned this right to be in this match to go into an opportunity to be on the main show of Beyond. And then like the veteran on the Beyond show kind of like knocks each guy down for maybe like like. like five or six shows in a row. And then finally, when you get to that guy that you really think, man, you know, this kid, we've seen him grow on our wrestling open shows. This kid has something as a main, a main I, feel like I feel like he can be a future main event here and beyond. I feel like he can be a future champion in this company. Someone I really want to build around or, or a, a guy you see for your future. You have that guy beat the veteran who the fans have seen beat all these young kids trying to trying to get to that next level and now it means something when that young kid finally beats that veteran you know so i don't know i was just kind of thinking about the concept of wrestling open i you know what what you could do with it beyond what they're doing now you know that just and it's fine what they're doing now i just just kind of thinking that way for me uh, but let's get in the show wrestling open five happened this um happened this past thursday the opener was Reed Walker versus Austin Luke. 
Um, Reed Walker was a, is a D1 wrestler, young kid. I, I, I liked him. Like they, I liked how they opened up with uh, some wrestling early. I love, I love that. Um, really high on this kid, Reed Walker. I see a lot of potential in him. Um, young kid, so he's gonna need, he's just gonna need to add some size to him. Like he just, that's gonna need to just build on his frame. Austin Luke, he didn't seem bad in the ring, but his look was a shit. So I'm sorry, he just, just pale and tall and lanky and skinny fat like i don't think his work was bad it's just look wise i didn't see like okay i i i can do more with this kid and that's not in like i think this kid austin luke if he really would dedicate himself in the gym and continue to work on his wrestling in ring i think he could be a player but it's just the look right now as is i mean i don't know if i would even book him but reed walker um, I, I I liked, and this was the uh, uh, the, the spe- bonus match, I guess, the dark match, I guess, if you will. Even though it's not dark, it's on the show. Um, this is the uh, the bonus match, you know, the warm up match, I guess you would call it. So, but I, I liked Reed Walker. I want to see him um, move up, you know, be on the featured on the show next week and and beyond because I think he has something. I want to see him versus a Ray Jazz or or uh, or a Jay Cruz or. You know, mortar. You know, like like you just want to see him work with other people and and show what he can do. I, you know, definitely got my eye on this kid. Um, Ray Jazz versus Ray Rayo Rayo. Um, Rayo came out in this, this headdress. He um, which looked really cool. He has this tattoo on his chest. He has and, it, and he does his half his, half his face his face painted. Um, he's Peruvian, so he's like this Peruvian warrior but like his whole presentation doesn't really fit together like because he comes out to no easy way out and he has like this he has this like this is like gladiator type mask on and you're and it's just like wait if this is supposed to be like a parody to rocky or am i supposed to take you like it just was giving like just mixed signals and his nickname was peruvian stallion which I guess stallion, the Italian stallion goes with the Rocky music, but um, no, Peruvian stallion, it just stallion, it's just uncreative, I think. So I would like to see him kind of mix it. Like, say, what is there some kind of way to say warrior in Peruvian or um, some iron in Peruvian or some kind of like something like that? Like, is there a way to um, kind of like bring that proving into your nickname like the the language that you know get that over um he wasn't a bad worker like i saw he i saw some talent he had some talent but again another guy um get some size like i'm gonna say that a lot and i'm gonna sound like a body guy but i'm not i'm just like look size helps get that main event look man you know you don't want to be just just a just a skinny guy because there's a million skinny guys that's why when ray jazz comes out you're like holy shit who's this guy he looks like he should be on television he looks like someone he doesn't look like my next door neighbor he doesn't look like someone i would see behind a convenience store um teller like or behind the 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 um the checkout stand at the fast food place like he looks like a wrestler and he is. He's a top, a top level wrestler, and he he's starting to go um, get it. Like he does his 
Ray Jazz, tip of the day, he's really working on that, and it's getting a little better. Still needs a little work, um, but he's such a such a talent that raw talent that you're, man, this guy is going to be good. I, you know, he has a look. He kind of like I said, he kind of reminds me of Paul Roma, Paul Roma, Roma, and uh, and uh, Ken Shamrock. This and he's he's getting that personality. I still would have started him out as Bayface personally, but whatever. You know, he's he's doing his thing and, and trying to get it over. It is double knuckle lock spot where they did the uh, Ray Jazz hits an all night suplex and both men shoulders are down and you know the you know the spot so it's a lucha spot where the referee starts counting both men shoulders shoulders and they get one shoulder up each and then they get the other shoulder up and they go back. But what happened was they did the <laughs> they did the spot. They went down. They're holding each other's knuckles and the referee forgot. Or doesn't know the spot. He just stares at him like, "What are you guys doing?" Like, okay, cool. And so they're putting the, they at least they recognize our shoulders are down. So as a wrestler, you don't want to be on your back and your shoulders on the mat. So they get the shoulders up. I just had a chuckle at that. Um, and I give them credit though. They just kept working. They didn't like give shit to the referee. If they are gonna give them any shit, it's gonna be in the back, not in front of the crowd. Like, there's no need to just, you know, this crowd probably didn't even understand what they did right there. It was just hilarious. I, I just got I just got a kick out of that. Um, uh, earlier in the match, um, Rayo hit this hurricanrana and is, you know, running hurricanrana. I guess I would explain it. And you know, he made, he's on, he was doing a spot and he's finishing off the spot with the hurricanrana. You know, Ray Jazz is sitting there, bent over, waiting for it. And then finally just, you know, he's waiting to do it. It just looked poorly executed and choreographed. And the finish ended up being, Ray was going to do this, like, roundhouse kick or something. But he obviously, like, slows it up so he can get caught in a powerbomb by uh, Ray Jazz for the win. How about this? How about just, you know, speed up going into that Huracarana and then Boom. Reverse her chrona into that power bomb one two three instead of just kind of going a little too long with it. But um, Rayo, I, I want to see more of him. I want I want to see him add some size. I think that will help his character. I want to see him trying to change that music up and change that nickname up. Um, Ray Jazz, he's been uh, uh, one of the highlights of Wrestling Open, and I'm I'm really uh, really really high on this kid. And he ends up doing uh staying out there and doing comment- color commentary for the next match, which is. Love Doug versus Jay Cruz. Um, Jay Cruz we saw last week. He's from the Brick City Boys tag team here. He's wrestling singles. He really has something, man. He has this cool Eddie Guerrero-like mullet. He's a thicker dude, big guy. Um, he, you know, I, I like him. I think he has a good talent. Love Doug's definitely growing on me. Um, he he has a lot of talent. He's a hard worker. People, you know, people really are into his character. So I, I kind of get like a Jimmy Valiant vibe. That's how I would use him. Middle of the card, uh, the happy-go-lucky Bay face that the fans love. He's not gonna be the guy in the main event, but you know, you can have a, a nice, serious, hard-hitting match or whatever. Then you kind of break it up with some love, Doug. Right? That's um, love, Doug does a shitty whip from the corner. Corner, corner, just, just basically didn't show no, no body language. Like the guys, Jay Cruz, Jay Cruz is this big, thick dude, and love, 
Love Doug's a much smaller guy, and he just kind of lazily doesn't even follow through with the whip off from corner to corner and just look like shit. Poor Jay Cruz had to just start running and he looked like shit, just doing it, going with it. Just the whole thing looked like shit. I'm sorry. I'm just, you know, that's what it was. And even later on during the heat, Jay Cruz, he's like putting all his effort into whipping <laughs> Love Doug in the corner, making it look so devastating that he just used all his power to just to launch Love Doug in the corner. And earlier, Love Doug has to just kind of give him the old lazy whip off. So um, I hope Love Doug realized what he did and goes back and watches that, does not do that again. Because um, Jay Cruz, if that happens, fucking don't go. Stop him. <laughs> Take over because. Don't look like an idiot having to run, you know, three quarters of the ring and it looked like shit. Um, Doug uh, was going for an offensive move off the second rope, but Jay Cruz uh, started uh, distracting the referee like he's on the ground, like she's pulling the referee. And, and so Love Doug couldn't jump off because the referee's in the way. Uh, and then Jay Cruz just gets up and thumbs. Love Doug in the eyes, but like the execution of it was was bad because why didn't Love Doug just okay finally hit his move off the second rope? Because all Cruz did was move over the referee, so he's still in position to take an offensive move off the top rope. So Love Doug kind of got looked like a hoofball just sitting there waiting and watching Cruz come at him. What should have happened is Love Doug goes to the top or the second rope, and he's going to come off with the offensive move. Love Doug sees that Cruz has a referee distracting him. He's getting frustrated, so he jumps down, goes over to kind of move the referee the other way or get say what's going on. And then as he does that, gets close, boom, thumb in the eye by by uh, Jay Cruz and Jay Cruz takeover. Um, good match. That, you know, ultimately though, Doug wins with the Nigel clothesline. But honestly, I think kind of should have been a roll-up because just, uh, I don't know, just because Jay Cruz has something, kind of want to protect that guy as a roll-up, in my opinion. But crowd, you know, love, love that Love Doug one because they're, they're definitely big on him. So Love Doug cuts a promo and talks about love for everyone and all that jazz. And then Ray Jazz, who's doing commentary, thinks he – Love Doug took a shot at him, so he goes over there and he just basically dresses him down and intimidates him. And Love Doug has no answer, which I thought was—I don't know what they're trying to tell here, but you know, Love Doug's finally get going to get, I guess, find that courage to take down the bully of Ray Jazz. But we see him—I just saw him beat a big dude and Jay Cruz. What's he scared of Ray Jazz for, right? Like. He's competitive with Jay Cruz. He can be competitive with Jazz, in my opinion. Um, so that was a little awkward, but I kind of like the idea of uh, um, you could because there's a lot of characters on this wrestling open. A lot of people with the very fun loving characters, and I think with the and there's a lot of guys with some shooter backgrounds in this on this show. Where you could have like a stable of shooters, like the guys who are serious about wrestling and wrestling has to be this serious it's you know it's no 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 there's no room for these clown show guys right and then you have the love dugs and a few others and you could do like a really fun eight-man tag you got like young reed walker you have dre jazz um i saw another kid on here i'm gonna talk about randy rivera you know um uh ryan clancy 
um you could do some you could you could do something with uh with that i think that'd be kind of fun so we'll see where they go with this and i'm sure ray jazz and love doug is going to be a, a featured program on the wrestling open show which i'm looking forward to watch next match was a match i almost damn near skipped because i'm sorry it's not a fan of cpa nothing against the guy i don't know him never met him but i don't fucking don't get this gimmick why is a cpa even wrestling why if he's a cpa why why like it just makes no fucking sense and from what i've seen the ring it's just not that entertaining and but brother greatness love this kid preaching the gospel great facials great presence in the ring smaller i think he can be a great player coach slight manager role with a tag team or maybe another badass dude that's a little bigger than him that he can do the talking for um i thought his work was good big points for me for taking a nice backdrop god i miss seeing backdrops from wrestling um rarely see him these days it's, it's such a great fucking move and no one does it it drives me insane but and i'm glad this kid well, i was like dude they better put brother greatness over man they better put this kid over and they did and i'm happy about that so i want to see more brother greatness and he had good gear, but I want to see him add to that gear. I don't know what, just add to it, man. Add to your your whole entrance, and I he can do some cool stuff with this gimmick. It is, uh, it's he's he's he was a pleasant surprise on this show. Next match was a women's match. Honestly, I did not watch it. I not that not, nothing against his women. Nothing. It was not you know nothing against them. I just. Honestly, I was exhausted and I fell asleep and I just didn't go back to watch. I'm sorry. I'll catch it later. Or I'll catch them later on a different match. And I was just, just, just caught me and I just never went back. The next match, the match I, I, I was liking to the finish. The finish seemed really uh, messed up, but Randy Rivera, this kid, poor, poor Rican kid, shredded. You know, has a long hair, a great look. And I couldn't believe they said this kid's 19 years old. I'm like, holy cow, 19 years old. But right away, this is what I'm talking about to the Austin Luke. So I was talking about earlier. And um, a Carlos Romo I was talking about in that WXW review I did earlier in the show. Like, this kid comes out and you're like, okay. Who's this kid, Randy Rivera? I want to know more about him. Just because his look alone. So cosmetic, cosmetically in wrestling is still very, very important. Yes, you got to be good in the ring. Yes, you have some, you got to have charisma. But like once you come out of that curtain, and if you just look like a little skinny kid, like 99% of people are not going to give a crap. But you come out looking like Randy Rivera, you're like, okay, I want to see what this kid going to do. I'm, 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 I'm. Um, want to check this out? The opponent, Brett Ryan Goslin, uh, great promo. He has um great attitude, cocky, arrogant. You just want to freaking punch this kid. Um, but again, at least this kid's tan. No muscle definition. 
a little, you know, like, dude, add, get some those shoulders, get some biceps, get some, you know, some, you know, get wider, you know, like just, just because this kid, Brett Ryan Gosson has the personality to be a main event guy, has the attitude to be a main event guy. And I don't want to see him waste just, just without going full, you know, Full with it, man. Like, talk to Randy, Dr. Randy Rivera. <laughs> What's his workout regime? Go work out with this kid. I don't know if you guys even live close enough to each other, but we know what I'm talking about. Like, dude, like, seriously, Brett Ryan Gosselin should really. I mean, he comes out and his entrance is freaking great where he just talks about himself and he just puts himself over, like, so over the top and these ridiculous stats that are not true, but he's saying it because he, you know, you know, he doesn't believe it inside. He's he's saying it, just he's saying it and convincing himself this is true. It's just a great act. And I'm like, dude, complete the package, complete the look, and you'll be a main event guy. And his work is fine. His work is good at such a young age. You know, I'm sure there's I'm sure there's some details he needs to fix fix in there, but he's gonna be there. Finish was as uh, uh, a code breaker by Randy Rivera, and I'm guessing this wasn't supposed to be the finish. I don't know. Either Gosling was knocked a little loopy and it wasn't the finish, or the ref forgot the finish. Because I was watching closely that, that maybe I thought maybe Gosling got knocked out a little bit, but then he did get out of the ring without assistance and it didn't seem that there's a big urgency from the referee so and any other officials come to check on this kid so I'm guessing that the referee forgot the finish of the match and that's why it was uh, it was messed up at the end but what I saw from Brett Ryan Gosling I really liked you see that great potential Randy Vera, I want to see more out of this kid so um, because I, you know, that look, you know, I, I want to see more fire from him. I know, I know I could tell I need some fire, a little more fire, a little more energy from him, but look wise. And, you know, he feels like he could do something with that kid and he could be something if he really works on connecting with that crowd. And I, I, I think with his look, I think he can, I think he just needs to get that connection, you know, keep that crowd engagement going. Make that eye contact with people at ringside and pump your fists and come on, guys, let's go, let's go, let's get into this. Let's let, let's get come on. I need you guys. We're gonna knock this kid out. You know, whatever. You know, just he needs a little fire. Next match was Tyree Taylor, who's pressed the hell out of me in this match with uh, Ray Jazz. The last show I covered, I think that was Wrestling Open number three. Big guys. You know, kind of reminds me of like a body type of Shane Taylor, but big charismatic guy comes out, has some attitude, connects the crowd right away. Um, and he wrestled Ryan Clancy, fancy Ryan Clancy, kind of does that throwback 50s kind of wrestler gimmick. And he had a promo before the show. Yeah, a lot of work needs to be done. Definitely needs a lot of work on that promo, kid. But, um, Wrestling wise, I, I like his work. And this match, another short match with, with the uh with Taylor because his last match with uh with uh, Ray Jazz I saw was also with like a three minute match, and this was a three minute match as well. Um the finish 
was uh, the a, a sit out power bomb from Taylor. But before the before he did that, he did this. Um, he did this like spring, like jump on the 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 bottom rope to the second rope to come off with this beautiful flying European uppercut. Like I, you know, Ryan Clancy jumped him from uh, jump started the match. So if I was Taylor, I would have put that as my finisher because that was the most exciting move he did. And, you know, let him, you know, fight, make that comeback. He makes a comeback, big shoulder tackle, big shoulder tackle, big backdrop, right? Uh, big body slam. Then he pops to the sec- bottom rope, to the second rope, comes gliding out in that big old frame with that big European undercut. Bam! Then one, two, three. Because, yeah, the power bomb looked cool, but... Dude, at your size and as you coasted in the air when you did that spinning European uppercut, like that's the move you should end with. That was a big move. So this was a little fun little three-minute uh, sprint. And give me more Taylor, give me more Clancy on Wrestling Open. Those kids have a uh, big-time potential. Next match was a very, uh, I would just call it a Styles Clash. That's what it was. It was Armani Chaos versus... Gall Barquet. Uh, Barquet was another 19-year-old kid from Israel. Um, good look. Showed some potential in there, but he also looked very tight um, in there as well. So I think he might have been a little nervous. But, you know, I want to see more from him. Um, Armani Chaos. Trying, he does a, he's a, a feminine... I don't think it's a gimmick. I think it's just him. That's, that's who he is. Um, you know, he's like a similar to a Sunny Kiss. I used, you know, in AEW. And the problem is, Sunny Kiss is a little more, obviously, better shape, and obviously, is a better athlete. So when Sunny Kiss is released from AEW, which I'm, I'm sure that's what's going to happen soon. Uh, I'm sure, unfortunately, I think Sunny Kiss is going to be on that list of their contracts right now. And not resigned. I mean, I hope for his sake, you know, he doesn't lose a job. And but with if he does come available and goes back to Indies, you know, he's gonna take Armani Chaos's spot. And and Sonny Case is just a better athlete, and um, um, obviously also has the uh, the name recognition now for being on national television. You know, not not featured as much, but he he was there and featured in matches, and so. But this was like, like I said, a Styles Clash. Honestly, during this whole match, I'm gonna tell who was the baby face, who the heel. At first, I thought the way Gal Bark Bark Barquet came out was attitude. I thought, okay, he's the heel. But then Armani was healing. It was a big mess. It was probably one of the worst matches on the show, unfortunately. And it just it was five minutes long, and it felt like freaking forever. Uh, but I do want to see Gal Barquet in another match. I want to see what he can really do. I I think get the nerves out here and come back next week and and he'll be a little more uh, comfortable and loose in there and he'll be able to have a better performance. Which also I think a, a more person a, a, with another worker that will complement his style. Um, match number nine, yeah, no, thirteen matches on the show, folks. Um, this was a quick one. Black. Blackstrom versus Eric Martin. Eric Martin, I remember from uh, Ring of Honor Wrestling. I mean, he looked like a giant. He was the biggest guy on the show. Um, this match ended in less than three minutes, and 
Um, it was quick, physical, and Blackstrom won, which kind of shocked me. I mean, uh, Blackstrom's, you know, he, he's okay, but Eric Martin, I think, is, is has some talent. And um, with that size, I don't think you want him to come in and lose, but that's what that's what happened. Um, next week, next, match number 10 was a Battle of the Cowboys, a ma- the man they call Manders versus Steve Stetson, Steven Stetson. Um, this was also a good physical match. I really like Stetson a lot. Um, another kid with potential, tall kid, six foot five. Um, good look, good body. Uh, looks like someone actually could be on television, you know. And it's another thing when I, when I talk about you know, people, like I said, people are thinking, oh, this guy's just a body guy. It's all he cares about bodies, bodies, bodies. But no, like, it's true. Like, you need to look the part of a main eventer. And also, when you're putting your name down and you're going on WB.com and you're filling out your uh, your info to be an extra, like, they want people to be on television. You can't be skinny, fat, and no arms, no legs, just because you have a a pair of trunks and some kick pads, you know, WWE's not going to want that. You know, they don't want that to put that on their show. They want people that can, you know, be extras they can throw out there on television. You know, a Jake Ellenberger was once in a million, right? They don't, they don't. So you're also not just trying to present yourself as more than just, a guy in the on the, just to get on the show, you want to be a guy that's going to be a main eventer on this show. On any show you get booked on, you want to be a feature guy. But also, like if W comes calling, you want to be prepared, right? So that's what that's, that's what I'm. That's why I get get when I see guys with talent and they don't have the body to match. Like it just it just bumps me out because I know that you know nine nine times out of ten, a lot of those guys will only get to a certain level. But I think. They can get to the next level if they just put the work in in the gym. Um, Manners is he's just good. I've seen him before, but I was really focusing on Stetson here because he's young and, like I said, I think the potential is there. He's long. He's he's he has, you know, he's lanky, but like but he has muscle and he has you know, he looks like an athlete in there. And I like how. He uses that length really well. Like, I like how he'll jump up and just do a big stomp, you know. Not stupid double stomp. No, like, dude, you're big and these big old feet. You know, just jump in the air and just stomp a sucker. Like, that's what I love, dude. Just stomp a dude. Like, we're having a good old stomp. You know, everyone's these double double stomps and also early sliding drop kicks. Snap mare, run, hit the ropes, sliding drop kicks, slap the leg. Like, oh, fucking kills me and I see shit like that. Or having a big just run over top, run, go to a guy and just stomp him. Like, it's, <laughs> but anyway, it was it was it was a good match. Now I'm starting to like really be bummed about the show because my favorite, one of my favorites of uh, wrestling open has not showed up yet. I'm like, dude, where's my girl, little mean Kathleen? Where is she at? The Spike, she's just like she's like Spike Dudley, uh, just a great 
character, crazy, wild. You want to cheer the underdog. You want to cheer them on. You want to see them take down the much larger opponent. And she just, and like I said, like I, I'm not all about anything to be serious. Like there's a character like a little mean Kathleen that just makes me smile and and makes me excited to see her do her thing and she her work good and I and I think she's she's a talent and my opinion like she, she's better than some of the women I see on AEW. So. This match is with Teddy Goods, longtime uh, 20-year veteran versus Mortar. Mortar, when I first watched it, was a wrestling open two. Um, really liked him. Just uh just thick guy, like fire hydrant, good work, uh, good um a snap on his offense. He just he's, he's one of the better workers on the show. The mortar name and the look with the face paint. Like I said, it kind of reminded me of heavy the the metal maniac from the nineties, but um, I just think maybe a little bit of a name change, and I just think he can be more of a main event guy. But I, I liked his work. This match was uh, a pretty good. It was a uh, you know Teddy Goods comes out and he's a twenty year veteran. He knows how he knows that hey I know how to look like he looks like a wrestler, um, and you know, Mortar had him up in a vertical suplex and. The scary moment he I don't know, lost him a little bit or what, but he, you know, Teddy Goods legs the top rope. That was uh, a little uh a little scary, but um you know, I'm glad everything was okay. But it was it's a nice little match. And Teddy Goods won. And out came uh um World Clash, Channing Thomas and his manager Sydney. God, I forget his last name, but wait, he's a his promos are good, but like his look, he has like this really fake. Um, I think that's a fake hair. It looks like a fake wig, gray hair, and he says a bunch of inside terms and stuff. I just wish, like, dude, like, be more like guys like Cornette and Jimmy Hart and all. They didn't really have to say too many inside terms and all that stuff, like. He's just like a he's playing a he's playing a character of a wrestling manager, and then I believe that he's a wrestling manager. He's managing the world class Chang Thomas, and I really liked what they've done here in this booking of uh, Chang Thomas. He comes out, doesn't wrestle. He's all dressed to the nines, and he just he's tall, has a great set of hair, great look, and he just kind of sits there and like I'm the greatest. And people are like, well, fuck, get in the ring, show us what you can do, and and he doesn't every week. So finally, when the manager announced that Chang Thomas, excuse me, will be wrestling next week, and the man he wants to wrestle is Teddy Goods, and challenges him, people reacted in the audience because, and so they they this really did work great with Thomas coming out and just standing out there, and people getting frustrated and finally now he's wrestling. Now right, okay, we'll see what we're gonna do next week and. Teddy Goods is one of their local favorites, and they want to see that match. I think they're going to have a really good match. I hope they get some. Hope it's not a ten minute time of the match. I think they can go a little longer. I want to see what they can do. Um, and the manager, Sydney, uh, manager Sydney. <laughs> I should have said. So, excuse me. I apologize, but what made me happy was 
little mean Kathleen was on the show, but she was uh, seconding Teddy Goods for his match. So she was out there. So as this promo is going along, she's standing next to Teddy Goods. And I already know the manager is going to take a cheap shot at little mean Kathleen because, one, the positioning of the of everyone in in this match, in the ring, excuse me, in this, in this post-match uh, uh, promo between these guys. And by the way, as the manager's cutting the promo, Channing Thomas and Teddy Goods are just face-to-face. And no one's backing down, right? And Thomas is like, uh, sorry, Teddy Goods is like saying he's going to kick his ass and I'm, you know, I'll, I'll fight you, whatever. And But it's not like loud. It's just like just to just a Channing Thomas. So I really like that. Another dead giveaway was the cameraman, the floor cameraman guy, jumped on the opposite side of the of the hard cam, so he's getting in position for a certain shot. And I knew the shot he's going for. He's gonna. It's and the manager does take the cheap shot on little mean Kathleen, and Teddy Goods, like the good babyface he is, you know, checks on little mean Kathleen, and the heels, you know, scurry off. So uh, add some heat to the match uh, next week which I am looking forward to watching. Um, and I'm guess this might be, this might lead to Teddy goods and little mean Kathleen and a mixed tag versus Channing Thomas. And maybe the manager or maybe the manager has someone that, you know, um, could team with Channing Thomas versus little mean Kathleen and Teddy Goods. So a lot of stuff you could do there. Um, but yeah, so I was happy. Saw little mean, little mean Kathleen. I like, I love, I love her. I love that name. I love her gimmick. Um, she is one of my highlights. Um, second to last match was Alex Price versus Marcus Mathers, who another 19-year-old kid who's still in freaking high school. Are you kidding me? I feel so damn old watching this show. Price is a future star, man. Hat, he's a skinny guy, but he's ripped. And he's just pure intensity from his entrance until... He leaves the ring, dude. Like, he is just all go and gets great heat as a heel. He has that slappable face, but he's so intense and he's on you quickly and he's aggressive. Um, Marcus Mathers, you know, being so young, showed a lot of potential. He needs to work, work on fighting from underneath. Um, his base, his fight from underneath is just. Hitting a bunch of hits, his turn to hit some moves, but no, when you're getting heat on you, you know, just go. If you don't want to do, just go with the old Ricky Steamboat rule, right? You give me two, I'll get, and you start, you take, he takes two, then he'll give you one, right? So, so, you know, keep fighting. And he didn't die, but to, to build that sympathy and build people like money makes you make a comeback, you got to give them a little something. And if you just start doing moves, it just kind of kills it. And even Alex Price at one point just like, hit me. I, I don't know. I think he just was part of what he wanted to tell. But maybe he was just frustrated. Like, dude, like I'm do something, right? Because I'm just beating you up here. And every time you make a comeback, you're just doing big moves. And it's kind of like, eh. But show a lot of potential this, this Marcus Mathers kid. Like, he's 19 years old or still in high school. Are you kidding me? He's gonna have his prom this year, and he's wrestling, wrestling shows. What a what a story! Uh, Price, yeah. If he, if he stays injury free, you know, I want to see him work more veterans because I think he's just gonna get uh, just get just better. I mean, they just I think Biff, Biff Busick just wrestled on their 
beyond show. And I would love to see Price and Busick wrestle just for the just for Price to learn from Busick. Give me a series from those guys. I think at the end of that series, Price is going to be that much that much better from working with a veteran like uh, Busick. The main event was a, a really good tag team match that surprised me. Bobby Orlando and Bryce Donovan defeated Ichiban and Kylon King. Um, this match was a well done match. Good flow, good uh, change of momentums. They had a great hot tag, great heat from the crowd. The heels were healing. Um, that was very well done. And exciting, you know, uh, sequence to the finish. The heels won, and you and you wanted more. You wanted more, and you're we're gonna get more. We're gonna get a six man tag next week because um, I feel bad. I forget. I think his name is Dustin Walker, who was injured in a match with Alex Price and or something in the effect, and and so he's been out of it and. Kylon King is stepping in for him because I think they're they're regular tag team partners. And so he, you know, he's been putting up the fight with Bryce Donovan and Bobby Orlando. And so at the end of the match, the name's Dustin. I know his name's Dustin. He gets in the ring and he has his crutches and the heels see blood, right, in the water. And they're going to attack this one-legged kid. But then the kid just drops his crutches and then takes his boot off his uh you know soft boot that he's using because of his injured ankle and then he's fine he's okay it's a bit it's a, he's he's had them all he tricked them all and he's fine and he makes his comeback boom 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 to the heels the heels go flying out he gets the mic he wants to challenge those two dudes to find a find a partner to meet him and Ichiban and Colin King next week in a six-man tag. Crowd was enjoying this. And but like I thought the execution was didn't work in this situation ultimately. Like because so this kid Dustin who had this you know he's hiding this is his, his ankle is not really injured. What what was his plan? Like, was he going to wait to reveal himself if his friends lost? Or was he still going to reveal he wasn't injured if his friends won? I think in this situation, if you want to do something like this, you save it for an in-ring promo where the heels come out. They see that they got the advantage because this kid is hurt. They're going to go in. They're going to take advantage of him. They're going to beat him down. And they, they think they have everything in control and but then that's when the kid shows that you know he's okay right he's okay and he's able to he's able to do stuff and that's like the, that's where the big surprise is oh shit he's not really hurt blah blah, blah. But like here like you just saw it from like 20 miles away right and that he what he's gonna do and it like it it got a good reaction from this crowd and and that's the most important thing obviously like it worked for them but but I also think this crowd just you know it's you know it's a smaller crowd so most likely it's probably friends and family you know I'm talking about as a viewer at home and I have no connection to these guys I'm watching it 
as a as a as a fan as a viewer I'm, and I'm, and I'm like okay I we see where this is going like I said it would have worked better I think if it was more of a, a in ring promo situation where he's being interviewed and that's why like I said the heels come out and they think they're gonna beat this kid even more and they find out oh shit he's not really hurt and he's able to hold his own so I think that would have been a little more little a, a lot much more much bigger surprise I even think it would have got a bigger reaction from this crowd as well. But like I said, wrestling open, another fun show. A lot of good young kids on this show that I want to continue to see grow. And I'm looking forward to checking next week. I'm, I'm, I'm invested in every week now. I want to, I'm, I'm not going to watch every match or even cover every match on this show, but there's about five or six talents that I really want to continue to watch. So I'm definitely going to tune in for their matches. You know, one of those people are a little mean, Little mean Kathleen for sure. God, I love her. She's awesome. Um, anyways, thanks again. So I apologize as being a little late. So I went a little longer on the show. As a like I said, it was gonna be a mega show, and it was a mega show. You know, damn, hour and forty minutes. Woo! As always, follow me on Twitter, LaRocca JL. Um, if you have anything you want me to watch, a match suggestion, um let, let me check out. Send me a link. I'll watch it. I'll review it here on Take It Home Podcast. Thanks again for listening, and have a good night. Be safe. Take care.